Welcome to Freedom to Choose, brought to you by Just As I Am Ministries, giving hope to people caught in the devastation of addiction. In their series, Questions from Prison, Rich and Susan Kallenberg share 14 messages they teach to prisoners and answer their questions from within the walls of captivity. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom 18 years ago from their out-of-control lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. Break free from the chains that may bind you or your loved ones. Now here's Rich and Susan on Freedom to Choose. Hello everyone, my name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we are here once again today to talk about uh, our prison ministry at Folsom Women's Facility. Yes. What are we doing there, Susan? Uh, We go into um, the Folsom Women's Facility every Saturday afternoon and we teach them the good news of the gospel. And we're going through a book called Steps to Christ Recovery Edition. And if you want to get a hold of this book, it's a very good book. It's titled, makes itself explanatory, Steps to Christ Recovery Edition. Because I think in one way, shape, or form, we're all recovering from scar tissue that's between our ears. We've all, as God says, sinned and come short of the glory of God, and we need repair. And uh, this book is a good resource if you want to get a hold of this book please give us a call, 916-645-1297. That's 916-645-1297. Susan, would you begin today's program with a word of prayer for us? Yes. Loving Father in Heaven, we're grateful that we have an opportunity to talk about you and to share the good news of, of what's happening in the prisons and Um, the freedom that can be experienced there as well as the freedom we all can experience in our own lives. Please send your spirit to be with us. And once again, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Has God rescued you? Have you had happy moments in your life? Has your heart ever been filled with joy in response to God's spirit? When you look back on your life, do you see any good experiences? These are pretty good questions, and uh, we're headed into week 13. And what's the title of week 13, Susan? The title is Laughing Out Loud with God, Rejoicing in the Lord. Invite others to join you in the great celebration with God. And of course, the title of our series is called Questions from Prison. And what we typically do uh, is go into our um, into the classroom there and write up those questions or those types of questions on the whiteboard. And as we ask these questions, we get some very, very interesting answers, and it's a lot of fun. And w- what we started off with when we put these questions up, for some reason, uh, we this week we got into a discussion about fear and depression and how are we going to how are we going to deal with that? And as we discussed it, um, we came to the conclusion that you know we've talked about Jesus as being our great physician. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Jesus uh, being our attorney. We've talked about Jesus being our friend. Yes. Uh, and we decided this time to talk about him as being the gardener. Right. 
And do you like to garden? I love to garden. You yes, do love to garden. I do. And so uh, what we did was we listed up on the whiteboard uh, what we do when we garden. You know, what, what, is it, what is it that a person does? And uh, so what's the first thing that we decide to do? We want to select a location, right? Yes. Okay. Do you have you have a, a nice big garden? I have a nice big garden. That's and, the the we have a a good location. We've got water to it. It's fenced in, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not too far from the house area. It's a nice flat location. It's a nice flat location. Yes. Yeah. So it's important. Gets good sun. Gets good exposure. Sun. Yeah. And so the 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 location is very important, right? Mm-hmm. And then we decided the next thing. You know, the, we asked the girls, okay, what are you going to do next? Well, we're going to Prepare the soil. Right. Um, I know at our house, we work in fertilizer. We have a tractor. We work in the fertilizer. Yes. And it works out really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Got to get get everything, you know, turned over. Turned and over, sure the... biscuit. And, mm-hmm. of course, we plant a fairly large garden, so we get in there with the tractor and disc it. But, right. it, and, uh, but it's good. You prepare the soil. And then what I do with the tractor is I make some rows mm-hmm. uh, as I go through. And of course, the rows are to irrigate, and to, and and so to irrigate, of course, you need water. Water, right? correct. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're creating a list here that we're going to use. Uh, uh, we're going to use spiritually here in a second. So that's why we're going through this gardening process. So then we're going to yeah. They may think it's the garden show. And it's not. <laughs> you're not <laughs> listening to the garden right. show. Uh, so, so then, of course, we're going we're gonna to go somewhere and we're going to get some. We like to plant tomatoes mainly when we do our garden in the spring, mainly. But what else do you plant? I, we plant eggplant and zucchini and yellow squash and bell peppers and peppers and uh, cucumbers. And so we have a quite a variety of and things. And a ridiculous amount of potato, a, uh, tomatoes. A lot of tomatoes. A lot of tomatoes. Yes. How many plants? I don't know. You we, we're Okay, we're not going to go there. Okay. Anyway, so we're going we're gonna to plant. And, of course, there's a process that has to happen uh, through all this because, you know, whether you water or not, you're going to get those pesky weeds. Mm-hmm. And through the process, of course, of gardening, that's one of the things. And because the weeds can do several things, but the main thing is they can choke out the plant. Right. They can choke it out. And it's hard to tell sometimes the difference between the weeds and the plants sometimes if you don't, if it gets out of hand, right? And, of course, there's... Bug control, mm-hmm. right. and typically we'll do some certain things. What is it you do? I like to the... I like to try to go as natural as possible. So we'll bring out some ladybugs, uh huh, and um, sometimes use some insecticidal soap if the aphids get bad. But we, our garden is we're, we've been blessed with a with a pretty good garden. So what do you plant oh, the marigolds except for? Except for we do get to keep away the the aphids. The marigolds. So you plant. Correct. I know it's when, in, our, in our garden, she's always got these marigolds. Mm-hmm. We got to get marigolds. Mm-hmm. So those are those are for a reason. Right. They keep away the bad bugs. They okay. don't keep away those nasty tomato worms. But okay. Yeah. Okay. And then of course we do different things to different plants. We prune and train them, mm-hmm. uh, especially the tomato plants. We don't use cages. We train them up a pole. Correct. And it works quite well. But yes. you have to go out and do that about three times in the year to, to prune and mm-hmm. train them. Mm-hmm. And of course, what is the what is the goal? What is the goal of all this? Is to grow good tomatoes. It's to have a good harvest, isn't yes. it? Yes. 
And so that is the key, and that's what you anticipate. That's what you look forward to. That's what the you whole know what reason it's like is. Like those beautiful, big, juicy, tender, yummy smelling tomatoes. Yeah. So remember now, this is not the garden show. Right. Okay. So the Bible says you will know them by their fruits, though. Right. And so it is a good application, mm-hmm. and it was a very fun application to to put up on the whiteboard in the prison. So now let's go back and let's talk about the spiritual application. What was the first thing? We needed to select a location, right? Jesus, many times when he went to heal someone, he went and asked them, do you want to be made well? Jesus has selected the location, but you have to give him permission to tend to your garden. Right. Revelation 20, he's at the door knocking. He's, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and... Open the door. Right. He's he does not going to force his way in. And so you can choose just simply at this point in time to just grow weeds and mm-hmm. say, no, don't come in. Right. But the location has been selected. God has selected the location. You have the freedom to choose. To whether invite the gardener invite in or not. Invite the gardener in. Right. Okay. So, so let's say we've selected the location. The Lord has selected the location and we've said, yes, Lord, I'm in need of a savior. I'm in need of healing. I've got a lot of scar tissue. I've got a stony heart. I've got a stony heart. I've got problems, Lord. I realize that. And, and Lord, just uh, come in, do some work with me. I give you permission. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then of course, then the next thing step would be to prepare the soil. Right? Right. What would be the spiritual application of preparing the soil? God, a willingness to listen. Right. A simple willingness to listen. A humble heart and a willingness to listen. So the first step one would assume to do, to to make is pray for that humble heart, for that willingness to listen. Pray that God, when you speak, instead of listening to the devil now, I'm going to listen to you. Or instead of listening to my own opinion, right? I'm going to put aside my own thoughts and be open to your instruction. Well, sure. You know, cherishing a false concept of God or cherishing one's own opinion, that's idolatry. Right. That's just exactly what John is talking about at the end of his book. He said, children, stay away from idols. Right. Cherishing your own, and, it, and it's really dangerous. I mean, I, I you know, I have that issue. I I cherish my own, own opinion sometimes. And, and that'll cause big problems because that doesn't leave for an open mind mm-hmm. and a willingness to listen. Right. You, you know, you're, it's, you're blocking yeah. that, that information from coming in. It's hard, And it's hard to talk to somebody if they're already preparing what they're going to say to you before you're finished your sentence because they don't have a willingness to listen to you when you're speaking to them. And many times that can be real frustrating. You can see, you know, this person doesn't care what I'm saying to them. So we can't be that way with God. Right. We have to be open and willing to hear him speaking to our, our hearts and to, to instruct us. That's right. So he's prepared, he prepares the soil that way. What about the rows? What about the rows I make with the tractor? Now, how would that, what are the, what are the rows carry in them? They carry the water. They carry the water. Right. And Jesus is the water of life. Right. So basically what we need to do then, because remember we talked a while back about, um, about getting into a new groove, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the ruts in the brain, the mm-hmm. new habits. Mm-hmm. And you can make new habits that carry that water. Mm-hmm. And these new habits, of course, are all, there's many things that someone can do. Just helping someone right. will create 
new rows in your brain, new ruts where your brain gets watered with something good rather than something bad. Right, all those new connections. Yes, and then, of course, naturally, prayer and Bible study will bring the water of life. Jesus says, out of your belly will flow rivers of water if you just let me in. If you drink of this new spiritual water that I have for you, you will never thirst again. Right. You see, so the application is there. And what about weeding? I think it goes hand in hand with this watering. I think the more you water, the more good stuff you put in. Mm-hmm. But there's weeding to do. What 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 would what would we be doing to be weeding? Well, things need to be we need to allow things to be plucked out of the soil that's but, already there. And and how would that happen? I mean, if you've got something, let's say I have resentments towards something. Mm-hmm. We, could, could we call that a spiritual weed? Yes. Let's say we I have anger mm-hmm. and I've just just yelled at somebody and hurt them really bad, or I did it five years ago, but I still really feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. What should we do with those weeds that are right there right now? What, sh- what should we do with them? Well, they need to be dealt with. They, and how do we? How would we deal with them? Well, first, I think you confess them to God, mm-hmm. and then probably go to the person that maybe you've offended and mm-hmm. confess to them as well. Sure, get them, get them out there. Get, get, identify them as weeds. Right. Number one, and right. we need the Holy Spirit's help to do that. Mm-hmm. We need that gardener. He's going to identify those things as weeds. He's going to come through. He's going to connect dots for us. He's going to show us the difference between right and wrong, and we're going to more and more be able to identify the weeds in the garden, right? And we've said it a hundred times before. What do you got to do to grow weeds? Nothing. Nothing. What do you got to do to grow bad character traits? Nothing. Nothing. You just let yourself go. You want to grow a garden of weeds? Just let it go. You want to grow a, a, a garden of weeds between your ears? Just let it go. But when you let the master gardener in, he will help you identify those weeds. Let's bring them to the surface. Let's deal with them. Let's get them out of there so that the new garden can grow. That That's the, right. So the, the new garden uproots those weeds as well. Mm-hmm. So the weed, the, the, the soil doesn't just lay fallow. You've got to have the, the new good things come up to take its place. Otherwise, you know, the good soil will, will wash away in a garden. Oh, so you need yeah. something to come in to take it, its place. Mm-hmm. And so this it's the same thing with our characters. God God's in the in the um business of R and R, right? Removal and replacement uh-huh. theory. He yeah. doesn't just leave us empty like the you know, the house that's swept clean. He he replaces it with good things. Yeah. Very good. Okay, now what about bug control? Yes. What about bug you 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 say, Okay, well let's put some ladybugs. Mm-hmm. So so would the ladybugs be your friends? They are the friends, correct. Okay, so that what that means, the spiritual application in the course would be that you need to su- surround yourself with real friends now. Right. These real friends will help keep out the devil. The devil, uh, the devil is he's he's the one that wants to come in and gnaw away at your at your good garden. Well, have you ever walked into a situation where um, you just know the atmosphere is wrong? You could cut it with a knife, and it's just because of the. And I know this because I participated in it in the past where it's whether you're gossiping or you're judgmental towards other people and you could just cut that atmosphere with a knife. And uh, God desires us not to have traits of Satan. You know, Satan is the one who is the accuser of the brethren. and, And so for us on the outside of the prison, inside our head where the prison walls are, we need to be really careful about um, the traits that we exhibit, and, sure. and those are really bad weeds that we think aren't that big of a deal, but in fact, it's worse off. Because you don't want to be going to somebody's house 
and having dinner and having somebody else for dinner at the same time. Exactly. You know, I mean, we'll even do that. Uh, that can happen when when you hear a sermon and then you go to somebody's house for lunch and then you have the poor pastor for dinner because you didn't like his sermon. Those those are bad. Those are character traits that that Jesus wants to weed out. And so, just like uh, the 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 uh, um, ladybugs are our friends, and they and they take care of the those predators. We want to be, surround ourselves with good friends to take care of those predators, those people that we know we shouldn't hang around with that might be uh, a da- you know a danger to, to to lead us into doing wrong things, mm-hmm. bad things. Um, of course, the next thing would be to prune and train, prune and train. Now, here's the hard part. This can be this can be real, real difficult because even though, um, even though we identify that we need pruning, uh, you know, I don't know that a plant feels any pain when you prune them, but I know. Well, I think that you know if we've done it several years. I still feel the pain going out there. Not that I feel physical <laughs> pain, but there is only two branches there or three branches there, and you want to cut two of them off of the toma- of the tender tomato plant. Uh huh. And I really struggle with letting go of those little branches because it, the the plant seems so weak and and so indefensible. <laughs> but, but but we do it. We do it because we're told that when we do that, it'll strengthen the stem Correct. and it'll pump more up to the to the fruit area of the tree. And it actually and we only do this in the beginning of the season. We don't prune our, our tomatoes during the season. But it does. It makes for a much stronger plant. And it's the same thing in the spiritual world when we avail ourselves to God. When we say yes, we want to see those things that that do us harm or or prevent our growth to to the ideal person that you would like us to, to be, then yeah, we're, we have to be willing to do that. That's another thing. God will not force us to be pruned. We have to go to him and ask and, and be willing to, to take that limited damage so that we can go grow you know, stronger on the other side of it. And, and so to be able to cut those things out of our lives that... Um, that are destroying that are, us. That are, that are sucking the life out of us, if right. you will. You know, you go in and you prune a fruit tree. Why? So that so that the air can get up through the center of and the, the tree and it can breathe and the light can get in. It won't it won't just suffocate itself. And a Christian has to be able to breathe. He has to be healthy. He has to be spiritually uh, in tune with God. He can't be suffocated. Right, because God wants that us to reflect that light that He that He is and that He has. He you know He calls us we are t- to be children of the light. And um, we can't have the attributes of darkness and still be a child of God. There, you know, we, we, I know that as I go through my experience, I think that I can be both. But in reality, no. God is saying, no, it's, it's, it's not a dual citizenship. It, yeah, it's, it's all or you nothing know, you deal can't, here. You can't be sitting on the fence. You've got to get off and, and choose which side you will, you know, who are you going to serve, like Joshua says. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so each one of us needs to really make that decision. And it comes down to that kingly power of reason right? that God has given all of us. And who are you going to put on the throne? Right. And whoever you put on the throne, um, because God does not want us going out with the devil. Right. Not, cause not, not because we're going to break a rule. It's because he knows it'll hurt us. Right. It'll harm us. Right. And then we're going to feel guilt. Right. And then we're going to feel shame. And 
course, he's there to forgive us every time, but that's not what he wants for us. Right. And, and just like we, we tell the women in prison that the man or the woman that stops on the way home at a bar is going to come out a different person. Every time. Every single time. We, as people who are free on the outside, as we decide to gossip or to be judgmental about somebody and to engage in that behavior, we are changed. It changes us. More and more into being unlike God. And there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Right. I mean, you can launch the space shuttle. But if you don't have wisdom, if you don't know the difference between right and wrong, in other words, the guy that goes and launches the space shuttle could be committing adultery at night. He could be smarter. He could have the knowledge to launch the space shuttle, but he could be committing adultery at night and ruining his marriage, hurting his wife, hurting whoever he's committing adultery with. And so there's the difference between having wisdom. And so what we're trying to um, help the girls with is, is that, you know, you guys— you guys are smart girls. Right. Let's deal with this letting the gardener in and helping him tend the garden and have him point out what, identify the weeds, show us where the pruning needs to happen. All these types of things that, that, that when we did it ourselves, we did it wrong. And our best thinking got us in all kinds of trouble. Right. And so now we need to let a new gardener in. We, we were really good at growing weeds. Right. Okay. So what's the last thing? The last thing is the harvest. Correct. The harvest. What would the harvest be spiritually? It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's it has to be. the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. And how do you show that? Can you show that by yourself in a closet? No. Where is the only place you can exhibit love, joy, and peace and, and all these types of things? You have to be with someone. Right. You have to be ministering to someone. Mm-hmm. Just simply... Um, existing with someone and just showing these attributes because a human being can only create one thing from nothing. And that one thing that a human being can create from absolutely nothing is an atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be able to carry a beautiful atmosphere with us everywhere we go. You know, the Bible talks about, um, the Bible talks about you are a epistle. You are an epistle. In other words, you are a letter you're a, did you ever think of that? You know, you, you might be the only Bible that someone gets to read. Right. And so you're a letter, you're, you're an epistle, and so Paul is, is... Paul is saying, you carry the message, so which message are you sending? Which message are you sending? Right. And, how, and, and are you reflecting Jesus, you know, in your life? And so um, we have to ask ourselves all the time... Uh, and you can't get the fruits ahead. I mean, this work that we're talking about in the garden that's between your ears, it's cooperation with the gardener. It's a big deal. It's hard because if you do want to grow weeds, you can. Just go back to the old way. Right. Just go back to the old way if you want to grow weeds. Uh, so we let the gardener in and we begin to bear fruit. And we begin to, what about witnessing then? You've got to be out witnessing. Now, there, there's a statement I want to make sure that we get in before we end this program is about the growth. Okay, that's right. You can do all the things you want to cooperate with this gardener. You can trim, you can prune, you can water, you can till the soil, you can, can feed. feed, the. you can let the ladybugs out, you can do all that. All of that is what is what you do to you tend cooperate. to your, You cooperate, but the growth is still a miracle. You don't set a time limit. 
on what this growth is. You don't tell God, my tomatoes got to be ripe by June. They've got to be ripe by July. They've got to re- you, you, That's not what the gardener's job is. So that's one thing. When, when the growth we're, is a miracle. The growth is a miracle, and also the timing of the growth is a miracle. Yes. And if we remember that, then we we're, we're set ourselves up for success uh, in this process of cooperating with God and allowing him to perform a miracle between our ears. Yes. In our very being. Now, next week... We're going to head into week 14 of the book, Steps to Christ Recovery Edition. Now, once again, if you'd like to get a hold of this book, you can give us a call at 916-645-1297. That's 916-645-1297. That's the book, Steps to Christ Recovery Edition. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle, and you have the freedom to choose. Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose in the series Questions from Prison. There truly is hope for anyone whose life is in addiction captivity. Whether behind walls or not, Rich and Susan are living testimonials and they've created this seven-step, biblically-based handbook and a recovery workbook to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook for someone you know or if you're a member of a church and you'd like to create a ministry in the area of addiction, Rich and Susan can help you get started. Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. Call 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.